What's up, fuck knuckle? What's up, Alan Wise? I can't believe two fucking weeks in a row we've got you on a podcast broadcasting live from the Winn-Dixie parking lot. Live from the Winn-Dixie parking lot, man. Had to uh, get in a good internet zone to make this happen. So I kind of feel like a creeper right now just sitting here with my headset on and my Tahoe. But hey, it is what it is. Maybe I'll drive around a little bit in about 30 minutes or so just to <laughs> escape the scenery. <laughs> yeah, but last last thing we need for you, though, is to get car wrecked on the fucking podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah, I would not edit that out, by the way. I would just fucking capture it and then just let you just... You know, go on into oblivion as I'm like, well, Cody has just been uh, hit by a truck, you know, <laughs> in Franklinton, Louisiana. It's fucked up, man. I know. It's it's pretty fucked up. So, all right. We got a lot to get into today. We got a lot to unpack. We've got entertainment. We're going to unpack the Elvis movie that um, you had begged me for so fucking long to see. And then when it came out on digital, I saw it and we'll unpack that a little bit. Then, um, then we've got NFL stuff to talk about and just a lot to unpack on today's show when it comes to just some other different things. Lots to talk about. It's football time, baby. It is. And, you know, the, the betting syndicate that we are in, we had a two hour conference call the other day with everybody on it and kind of broke down just what the future, like future bets. We didn't break down any money, like any spreads or anything like that. We are going to stay away from spreads at least for the first four weeks of the season. Yeah, kind of see how it plays out and the matchups. And yeah, like totally. Vegas Vegas wants to take your money early because um, if you look at early picks in the season, like it's just – it's always – the lines are all over the place because they're based on last year players and all that kind of shit. And you never know how the roster changeover will affect the continuity of the team. So – we're going to stay away from spread bets, but we did pick division winners. We picked um, what would be the best value in divisions and some of the future bets. Well, let's hear them. Yeah, we'll get to there. We'll get to there. We'll start with entertainment. I want to start with you and breaking down the Elvis movie because that's clearly what you're passionate about. So, Absolutely. So I know you saw it, what, like eight times now? Ten? <laughs> no, no, I've seen it twice. Twice, you know, I, yeah, I, I've only seen it twice in the theaters. I haven't seen it since it's uh since it's come to digital and DVD and whatnot. So, tell okay. me what you think about it. Give, give give me your rundown. Well, here's the perspective, right? So when it first started, um, the director Baz, what's his name, Lurin, Lurin, Lerman, Lerman, yeah. So like, he did Gatsby and all that other kind of stuff. So it started like with all these like pop colors and these wild like like crazy like up and down scenes and i'm like man this feels like gatsby and i didn't love gatsby i didn't um it was okay like it it, it wasn't one of my favorites but I yeah i mean like i said it was okay but like it was just it was too over the top you know what i mean and mm-hmm. that's what it kind of felt like but then it leveled out and there was just a lot of things just from you know a history perspective because i'm not a big elvis fan uh i respect what he did in music but i was just never really into it you know what i mean right mm-hmm. so But, like, you were, and so, like, you were a great historian when it came to, like, these timelines and things like that. So, a couple things for me, like, when they had announced the movie was going to center on the relationship with his manager, I had no idea his manager was such a fucking dirtbag. Oh, man, absolutely. And, you know, the crazy thing about that is that the the movie was a real watered-down version of how big of a dirtbag he was. But, anyway, continue on. 
Yeah, so that that was one of the first things that stood out to me because when it said Tom Hanks is playing the manager, I'm thinking like, okay, Tom Hanks, right? Classic good guy. Right, you know? right. Um, so like, I didn't know that that relationship was a shitty one. I didn't know that he was worse than fucking Jerry Heller from fucking NWA taking all the fucking rights and things like that and fucking over Easy E and all those people. I'm like, they made fucking Jerry Heller look terrible compared to this guy. Um, <laughs> no, they, they, they made him look great. Great, to- yeah, yeah. They made <laughs> yeah. him look great compared to this piece yeah. of shit. So then, yes. um, so then I think the other thing is like, you know, like I didn't think I didn't know Elvis had like hung out a lot. I didn't know he was raised in the projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that he like hung out with like BB King and all those people. Mm-hmm. Had no clue about that, and you know, just a lot of the other like where he he was much more of a rebel than I gave him credit for. Absolutely, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, in the beginning, I was, uh, you know, as far as the movie standpoint goes, you know, because when you go into a movie, you know, there's going to be inaccuracies and whatnot. And I'm kind of like you, like in the beginning, I was like, all right, you know, this is, I don't know. It almost felt like you heard the the quote about it felt like being in a washing machine just because it was like scattered a little bit, you know? Yeah, but, it was, it felt like it was going to be very over the top. Right. But then once it got to the part where he did like his, uh, his 68 comeback concert and everything, that's when it really like took off to me and was really really good and the the work that austin butler did was just phenomenal like his his uh his mannerisms and his um his presence you know you can just tell he did his homework so i, I was really pleased with it well really, not, to really mention, not to mention that the uh the the clips that you sent me to youtube on some of those performances that he reenacted yeah. Um, were so good. Like he oh, definitely yeah. did his homework on that. Absolutely. Um, and yes. then at the and then at the end, like the closing scene, where he was playing that Unchained Melanie, you know, like at the yeah. end, and yeah. it was like it cut from like Butler to the real Elvis, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you could you couldn't really tell. Like you had to watch it, and I'm like, oh, that's not the actor. Now it's the real one. You know what I mean? Right. Like yes. so. So they they did a good job on that. They really did. Phenomenal. Yeah. It was it was, it was very good. Very good. And. You know, there was a lot of parts in the, like, towards the end that it didn't cover as well, you know, like that stage in his life where he just completely self-destructed, which is really a sad story. And Colonel Parker had such a big hand in that, man. Well, you and know? you can tell, uh, like, you can tell they just, they kept him fucking, he was so in debt to these fucking casino mafia people that he fucking kept Elvis pumped up on all these fucking drugs to keep him on stage. And then lied to him about an international tour um you know to keep him making more money for him at these fucking casinos you know yeah yeah you know and and the whole thing about him being an illegal immigrant and not even going by his true identity he had a you know a completely different name all that's true you know and it wasn't discovered until after he had died until really? After, until after Elvis died oh, like Colonel, okay. yeah Colonel Parker was still alive when people you know found him out and of course the estate sued him and all this and that but uh as they should have yeah Yeah, you know like the whole but at that point in time he didn't have anything left did he who's that parker yeah uh probably not uh because it seemed it looked like he was gambling it away left and right oh yeah it would be nothing for him to go drop you know a million dollars in the casino on a night you know yeah i mean this motherfucker he was probably the most terrible blackjack player of all time like what the fuck and see entertainers today you know they think it's crazy to do four or five shows a week like he had elvis doing two shows a night I know, for seven man. days a week in vegas you know just completely overworked him it's crazy you know yeah. and, not only just overworked him but like 
kept him hopped up on all these fucking drugs so that he didn't he couldn't rest, he couldn't recover. You know what I mean? Like, well, well you know, and 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 Elvis is to blame for that. You know, he uh, he, he just, just completely went off the rails. But um, he did. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he he did because like I mean, those addictions. I mean, well. I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, like, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, he's pumped full of drugs. Like, he starts to, like, doubt everything. And then that guy fucking had sown the doubts of these people that were chasing him. You know what I mean? And he just mm-hmm. fed into that more and more and more and more. I'm like, man, what a, what a poor fucker, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like, damn, you know? But he thought that getting rid of him, he would lose his career. And it's like, man, you could have got any manager, any agent, anybody in the world would have been wanting to manage you, you know? Like you. Well, I, I will tell you like this, right? And, and you clarified some of this up with some of my questions. Like, I'm like, why didn't, like, Elvis's boys, like, jump in there and beat this fucker's ass, you know? I mean, they were clearly privy to what was going on behind the scenes, and they just left him to dry a little bit. Yeah. So that, that kind of pissed me off. And then you said, like, they put out some books and some things like that um, later on, kind of with way more detail and some things they didn't cover in the movie and this and the other. But I'm just like, man, I'm like, still. Like, that was a lot. Like, I would have fucking, like, back in those days, I'm like, man, you could have put that dude, you could have had the dude buried in the desert, you know, for the right <laughs> amount of money. I'm just saying, like. There wasn't no, like, sophisticated technology tracking to solve the murder mystery. You know what I mean? Like, that motherfucker could have disappeared for sure. Yeah, man. It was just a just a crazy, sad story, really. And you can't help but think that as great as he was, he really barely scratched the surface on what he could have been as far as, you know, touring internationally or, you know, going into the 80s when MTV got big and all this and that, if he could have made it that far. You know, it's just a, it's a sad thing to look at. But the movie was done really, really well. I was really pleased with it. And I'm glad you checked it out and saw for yourself. Yeah, like I said, like it, it definitely had me interested into into more of there's a lot of things that I didn't know. Um, and like just kind of a new appreciation for kind of the ground that he broke. Like I love the fact that he got on stage um, at that one when they were trying to like tone him down and the cops were like, if you make any like moves, we're going to arrest you. And he's like, you know what? Fuck y'all. You know? Yeah. yeah the whole show in Florida, the uh, where the cops were going to arrest him if he moved more than his than his hands or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 All true, man. That all that stuff is accurate. Yeah. So I mean, I just I like that because I didn't think he was like that much of a rebel. I just thought like, okay, he sung songs and you know shook around a little bit on stage and you know was a little controversial, but I didn't know he was like hated that much by higher ups that he was disrupting everything you know yeah because back then you know they looked at it like oh white people are only supposed to listen to white music and you can't listen to this type of music and all this and that and everybody was you know they just flipped out when he came around he was like fuck it i'm gonna do my thing i'm gonna keep doing my thing so yeah it was uh it was really really well done and also like the fact that he was like you know fuck tom parker on it too like you can kind of see him try to break away from that um it's like he was trying, and every time he tried to break away, that fucker would reel him back in with something, you know? Yep. yep. So, All true, man. Yeah, it is what it is. But overall, like I said, like, definitely appreciate the take and the icon the man was. The other what if that I have answered, too, you know, I think when he died, he only had a couple – he was only worth like a couple million at that point because um, he also spent so much money. Um, being mismanaged on all of his entourage and the houses and all that kind of shit. Um, 
you know, like yeah. the fact that his estate's worth like 400 million now or something mm-hmm. like that is like, would it be that way? You know, like maybe if he hadn't got addicted to drugs. Right. You know, right. and then it's like, okay, if he hadn't got addicted to drugs, was able to do international tours, stayed sober, you know, would he have grown more as an artist and tried some new different things, you know, and, you know, maybe continue to get better, you know, without Tom Parker, you know, fucking him over this and the other. So you, you never know. Or like the thing is like, okay, he gets over his addiction, but maybe he's not rele- relevant anymore. And he kind of becomes a has been, and we don't look at him the same way that we look at him today. Yeah. You that's know? a good, you know, it's kind of a two sides to the, to the coin type thing, uh, which is an interesting question, but yeah, you know, it's valid. But one thing that's not covered a lot in the movies also, or in the movie, is that the age gap, or not the age gap, the, the time gap between when he had started in the 50s to when he had made that comeback special. Colonel Parker had him doing these cheesy movies for nine years. Like, he had went that long without doing any type of performing. He just kept putting him in these same script-type movies, you know, with a different setting. And, you know, when he went back into live performing – and Colonel was only sticking him in Vegas and then would send him to the same shows. I mean, the same cities to perform, you know, Elvis kind of looked at it like, well, I'm not doing anything different and just dove deeper and deeper and deeper into self-destruction to where it was just like, yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't know it was a nine year gap that he had to do fucking movies. Yeah. (laughs) Nine year gap, man. Crazy. Wow. Caged bird. That's how you could look at it. Yeah. No shit. Well, Either way, like it was definitely worth the watch, you know. Um, speaking of worth the watch, like keep it on entertainment a little bit. I finally got to check out the new Top Gun. Yeah, so, how was that? I haven't man, watched it yet. It's really good. Uh, yeah, it came out on digital, and I bought it, and I'm like, man, I'm like, a, it's so much better than the original with some nods to the original. But what a well done! Fu- that was another well done fucking movie that I didn't think that they would be able to pull off like a, a sequel this like that many years after. Right? But fuck, man, it was so good. It was I've so heard good. a lot of people say that it was a lot better than the original. Well, see, yeah, the original were in the eighties, and the script writing and stuff like that wasn't great back then, you know. Right. Like I actually rewatched the original Top Gun before this one just to kind of get like you get know a feel for it. Yeah, yeah, just get a feel for it about the characters and this and that. Like I remembered it, but I didn't like know it, know it. So then I rewatched them. Like you know what? It was like movies were shorter, <laughs> and they were just like okay, you know, like the, like the the writing and shit like that wasn't like great. The action scenes were very low key. You know what I mean? Obviously. So like, but man, this shit like and what they do with the planes and the the flying and all that kind of shit, man, is so much fucking better. Yeah, I need to check it out. I've heard it was fantastic. It came to HBO Max now, right? Uh, I don't think it's on Max yet. Um, I think it's still like home theater, like able to buy early for like nineteen ninety nine. Okay, like Amazon Prime and yep, Direct yep. TV and whatnot. Okay, yep, all that. So while, while we're still on the entertainment thing, you and I were both big Game of Thrones fans, so we have to talk about House of the Dragon, don't we? Uh, I think we do. Episode one, I think it was really good. I think it sucked me in a little bit. Yes, yes. Um, more than I thought. So. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to get into it that quick, you know? I was like, Yeah, well, okay, you remember, like, the first season of the actual Game of Thrones, right? I remember when I first had started watching it when it first came out, I wasn't into it, so I stopped watching it. And yeah. then, like, season four or three or something like that, you're like, Alan, watch it. Like, I think season three just it started streaming on HBO, and you're like, you got to watch it. You just, you just got to get through the first season. 
So I think once I got to like the first four episodes, I'm like, okay, it's starting to get better. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but this one, it feels like, okay, like we kind of know how Targaryen's established and things like that. And like the bloodlines are all divided. And it's like, oh, this is going to be pretty good. Yeah, I, th- I agree with you. I think that um, I think that us being such Game of Thrones fans maybe is what hooked us into this. Um, I don't know. Like maybe we would be, if the shoe was on the other foot, if we had started with House of the Dragon rather than Game of Thrones, we may feel the same way because I was like you. It took me four or five episodes in Game of Thrones to like really get into it, you know, just because there's so many fucking characters and storylines and you're just like, what, what's going on here? You know, you've got to really pay attention in that show. So. Well, he- here's the thing, though, like like there's a lot of spoilers, you know, online, like the book of House of the Dragon has been out. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Yeah. It's what's his face wrote it. You know what I mean? Like um, George R. R. Martin, yeah. he wrote this one. So it's already adapted to a book. Um, it was already written before the, the show. So, Did not know that. Yep. So what I'm doing now is I'm actually reading the actual novels. So before like the actual Game of Thrones novels right now um, to see how they vary. And, you know, he has already admitted that when he publishes the final book, the ending will be totally different than HBO's ending. Damn. See, I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, you know, as big as a fan as I am of the shows, I've always kind of stayed away from the novels just because I didn't want that cloud in my judgment while I was watching the shows. But uh, I'm like that on like other shows like Terminal List. Like I've read all the books for Term- like all the books in that um, series. And, it, you know, like I same thing like the Gray Man novels. I've read like all like 17 books of that. And that show came out on Netflix and it was totally fucking different. It pissed me off. Um <laughs> Terminal yep. list was terminal list was pretty fucking close though, um, like it was almost exactly like the the novel. That's the one with uh, Chris Pratt, right? God, so fucking good. I watched it twice. Yeah. You liked it a lot, huh? Well, I'm a big Are... Navy SEAL guy anyway. Yeah. But like the book was written, you know, Jack Carr is a former Navy SEAL, um, the author of these books. So, um, but I've read all the books. He's got four out right now, and Terminal List is based on book one. The whole show is is book one. It's pretty damn close. There's some there's some inaccuracies, you know, but sure. it's pretty close. Like it's the closest that I've seen to any other of the novels that I've read that have been adapted. And that's on Amazon Prime too, right? It is. That's a that's a prime original. It is. Yep. Yeah. And Chris Pratt said that he would only make it with Amazon because some of the scenes in the in the book are pretty graphic, like brutal, you know, in right. terms of how he revenge kills these fuckers. And yeah, they let them do it. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to. They wanted to go all out with it. Huh? Like yeah, they did close to as close to reality as they could. Yeah, they did good. They did good. Yeah, the thing too with House of the Dragon is I don't know. And of course, I'm speaking early. We've only got that one episode with episode two coming out tonight. But uh, I don't know that we're ever gonna get into the characters in this one like we did in Thrones. That's one thing that I don't think they're gonna be able to keep up with but i think the storyline already is very very solid as far as the way it's setting up well you know apparently it's supposed to skip ahead right so oh did not know that yeah so like i think tonight it's gonna when they crown the princess the queen or whatever mm-hmm. it's gonna jump ahead like 20 years no like, shit yeah okay, like, that's 10 or 20, like to where she's been ruling for like 10 or 15 years and now people have are kind of like I guess they're you know, tired of it. And then I don't know. It's either tonight, this season it's going to happen. And then like this, all this infighting starts 
Okay, so, I wonder. I wonder how close it gets to like Robert's Rebellion and the events of Game of Thrones and all that, or how far well, off it is from that. It, well, it's two hundred years before that. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's so, so. We won't ever get to that. I don't guess. No, no, we'll never get to that. Um, it would be kind of cool to see some of the like if we if we had the show run for like five like maybe five to six seven seasons of really good TV like maybe jumping ahead a little bit each time. Um, on the generations to get up to the point, you know what I mean? Like right mm-hmm. before Robert's Rebellion, like where it showed like the actual thing that sparked it with Liana and fucking Robert and you know Rhaegar and all that shit. So even maybe the Battle of the Trident, that would be fucking great. That would be great. Like I, I see a lot of potential with this show. Now, on the other hand, with the whole Jon Snow sequel that they're working on, yeah, of that course, can go I, to of hell. course I'm gonna. I, of course, I'm going to watch it since it's Thrones related, you know. But uh, I just I don't see how they can do a lot with that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not not looking at that one. This prequel is pretty good. Like, I like the fact that it's like okay, it's going to cover some of the history, you know, mm-hmm. and some especially some of the inbreeding. You know what I mean? Because you know the Targaryens at one point only believed of not watering down the bloodline, so they were fucking each other. Yeah, and did you catch like put, putting that out there? Did you did you see a little sexual tension there between? Uh, the niece and her brother. No, no, not, not, not her, not her uncle, brother. Uncle, uncle, uncle. Yeah, yeah. Who's my favorite character so far? Yeah, Damon. absolutely. Like oh, definitely, definitely. I could see him wreaking hell on the uh, the kingdom pretty soon. Yeah, like I like the fact that he's like, you know, he's not a pussy and he's gonna fuck some shit up. Yeah, so, but did, did did you catch a little tension there? Like, I think that's coming oh, definitely. Down oh, definitely. I think he's gonna bang her and have a kid at some point. So. <laughs> I think this is I think this is definitely a plausible thing to actually go into for sure. Yeah, I see that happening. Oh, it's I definitely gonna happen. I think I think it's definitely gonna happen at some point. Like he may like come to her aid or something. I don't know. You know, or he may just, you know, come and just kill her because he's like, I want the throne. Who knows who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> you know, fuck knows? It's also it's also interesting to see the hall of the throne like as it's still being built. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like the swords are all laid out right there. Um, whereas in like, you know, the game of Thrones, Robert had him removed. So like next to the throne, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I'm wondering with this whole time jump thing, you kind of threw a wrench at me there, you know, cause I I've stayed away from the internet on that topic because I haven't wanted any type of spoilers or anything like that. So with, when that comes to mind, you know, I'm thinking the two brothers are going to go at war. Um, if we have a time jump here, obviously I think he's going to take the brother out pretty quick. Then no, 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 no. It's it's not just the brother. There's like five people. <laughs> There's like five oh. of them. Because you remember in the first episode, there was the sister of the brother. Yes. You know, um, and their line because she was passed over, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, so right. then she apparently has a claim. Then the princess, uh, I think at some point has a son, and then he has a claim. And then the dad, you know, the, the current king, right? Right. Um, as he's, like, feeling ill, apparently he has another heir who's a son who then has a claim. Um, and then the brother, Damon, has a claim. So everybody is, like, it's like that. Wait, hold up. The, the, the king has a bastard son? Is that what you're saying? No, no. I think he's going to have a – I could, like, I've, I've seen spoilers, so I know what's going to kind of happen. Ah, okay. So, okay. like, I think – that he's going to have another error. And it's going to, anyway, basically there's going to be all this, like these different claims, much like game of Thrones when, you know, all the Baratheons claim they have a claim to the throne. Then, you know, the 
Lannisters, they, they have a claim, and then fucking you know all this other shit, right? I'm um, here for it, man. That that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I did see something posted on the Game of Thrones Instagram where they had had a Baratheon in the picture and said something about the Baratheon. So I think they're going to be coming up here in this new series pretty quick. They mentioned they they showed them all in the last episode. I don't did remember you, a Baratheon. Did you not? Did you not episode. catch that? Yeah, they showed the Baratheon. I didn't yeah. catch that. And a Stark. I saw the Stark. I did yep. see the Stark. Baratheon was Baratheon. Be, they were before him. Okay. Yeah, because he had the um, the house symbol of the fucking antler or whatever. Oh, I do remember that. Okay, I just didn't. It just it just didn't click with me. I guess I'll need to go back and watch it again tonight before the next episode. Yeah, they they said the name Baratheon. So sweet. I mean, all those houses have been established for a long time. So yeah, yeah, they're, they're all going to come into play. The uh, Tyrells and all of them too. Yep. I'm sure. Oh yeah, all of them. The Dorn people. All the all them. All those people are there. You know what I mean? Like they're already part of Westeros and under the kingdoms and this and that and the other. So sweet. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty good. I think it's gonna be pretty good. All right. So switching gears. You ready to talk some football? Let's talk some football. All right. You so here's here's what we got. I can go like syndicate wise and kind of just kind of break down kind of what we're thinking. Um, and then just go there and kind of what we landed on. Just from like some pick standpoint. Now remember, for anybody listening, all these picks are kind of future bet related, division winners, or where the best value would be. In some divisions, they don't have any value based on current Vegas odds um, on what you would pick. So let's start NFC. We're going okay. division by division. Division by division, and we'll just okay. we won't spend we'll spend a little time on it, but we won't spend like you know. I mean, we'll spend some time on it. Let's put it like that. We don't have to go like an hour per division, almost like we did on the fucking call. So, okay. but we'll start with the NFC South. And overall, our pick was for the Saints to win the division um, by a landslide. That's what I like to hear. See, you, see, you get emotional about it. Like, even though I, some of the syndicate people are Saints fans, we don't stay, we, like, some of them. Um, but we don't fucking let this cloud our judgment. Yeah, you but, can't bet with your heart when it comes to betting. You yeah, can't do so, it. so stop fucking being happy. You know, I wish the Saints would – I hope they lose every fucking game, every game. Oh, I'm looking at it – like, you're talking from a betting standpoint, that's great and everything, but when you say that the Saints are going to win the division by a landslide, yeah, I'm going to get happy about it. I like to yep. hear that. But So the value is in the Saints because everybody's on the bus. So mm-hmm. – and I think if you look around the league, like if you look around just the division in itself, like I think Tampa Bay – the Saints have always had Tampa Bay's number. However – I think with Brady's offensive line, the strength of the Saints is in their defense, not their offense. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Sean Payton ain't coming back. This is a rookie, like he's an unproven piece of shit coach in my mind, especially as a defensive coach. Jameis Winston is a turnover machine. Alvin Kamara suspended. Um, I think the leadership on both sides of the ball, you know, bringing Landry in on the offense, and then um, Honey Badger to back up Cam Jordan and all those other guys on the defense. I think the leadership from a senior leadership standpoint is there. But with Tampa's piecemeal offensive line, Brady has never – the kryptonite for Brady has always been pressure on the three-step drop. And with every one of his offensive linemen almost being like the third string at this point, even the backup center got hurt the other day. So Ryan yeah. Jensen's out for the year, and his backup got hurt during a preseason game the other day. 
Ooh. So Brady is fucked when it comes to defensive pressure, and the Saints have a defensive front. So I think Brady's going to be forced this year on play action. I think he'll be fine. But, man, he's going to have to get the ball out a lot faster on three-step drops than he's had to do in the past. Um, so I, I don't see them winning the division, even though Vegas does, and there's no value in betting Tampa. So, so the play is, is for the Saints. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Hopefully that's the case uh, in my mind. You know, I, I like the receivers that we have, the young guys, the guy we drafted. Um, you did see where Thomas hurt his hamstring again the other day, so I don't know what the hell's going on there. Well, he also has been out for a year. So. Oh, I know. Like, I mean, I pretty much I mean? watched. I pretty much washed my hands with that. But uh, well, like yeah. and the other the other thing is, um, I get that the quarterback coach is still there and the offensive coordinator is still there. However, um, Jameis Winston is always a wild card. If you want an interesting future bet, you could put a little sprinkle, a little cash on Jameis Winston and win comeback player of the year. Um, based on the weapons he has and the protection he has, this could be a choice and has a lot of value in it because I think it was like when it came to Vegas. So, yeah, that's worth a little roll for sure. But it's a gamble. It's definitely a gamble for sure because Winston's so, so erratic. You know, you yeah. never know if you're going to get five interceptions or five touchdowns. You never know. Everything's so, a gamble, baby. Yep. And then Carolina is just with Baker Mayfield as their quarterback and Matt Rule as their coach. They've got some good defensive pieces. Their offense is very shaky to me. Both their quarterbacks, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, haven't proved shit. Um, and then you got me, McCaffrey where if you sneeze on him, he gets hurt. Great, yep. great talent. Great talent. I, I like Christian McCaffrey a lot. I, I think he's fantastic as far as skill. But, I mean, he's unreliable with his health. That's all there well, is to it. you have to be available in, in the league in order to win. And he is not. <laughs> so, yeah, to put it lightly. I mean? uh, very, very lightly. That's, that's just what it is. And then, um, fuck, who's the other two? Falcons. And the Falcons are just a shit show just in general. Um, with Mariota as the quarterback, basically no offensive line. Defense is bleh. Um, they're total rebuild there. They're fucking garbage. They don't have a shot in hell. So I doubt they win five games in general. So the pick in the South is the Saints. Yeah, I can I, I can get on board with that, brother. Move yeah, on to the next. I'm sure you can. All right. <laughs> on to the weakest division in all of football, the NFC East. Um, in all of football, there's not a weaker division. So um, there really isn't a lot of value here in just in terms of general. Like if you're taking over-unders, um, you can take the Cowboys as the division winner. You're not going to make a lot of money on it because they're basically – they're the only choice because the Giants are fucking awful. Jalen Hurts can't pass with Philadelphia despite all the weapons he has. He can't hit the broad side of a barn, so they have no quarterback. Um, and then the Commanders – now, we did have this debate. The commanders have a lot of value. I may take the commanders as the division winner to surprise some people. The only thing that makes me nervous about that is Carson Wentz is a piece of shit. So, like, you know. I like I do, their defense. I like the, the commander's yep, defense a I love lot. the commander's defense. I, and I love Ron Rivera as a coach. Mm -hmm. um, and they could surprise some people. So, if you're going to make a pick out there and sprinkle some money on something, take Washington on the over. So I think Vegas had them at seven and a half games when we talked. So they could win eight. Could be some value there in the Washington Commanders. Um, 
With just I think the, that's I think that's a good play. I can I can easily see them winning eight games. Yeah, they could. I mean, if, again, because they're in the weakest division in football. So and like the question is, is can Carson Wentz not fuck it up? You know, so like their defense is going to have to keep a minute and all this other shit. I see that Gibson, their running back, who I've always liked a good bit, has pretty much lost his spot. He's in the doghouse, huh? Looks yep. like uh, looks like that new kid is taking over that role. Um, I don't know if it's you know with his fumbles and everything. That's always been an issue, but yeah, he's pretty much second fiddle now. Yeah, so. I think another just real quick too. Um, another note that I glossed over back to the south. Some other value is take Atlanta under the win total. What's their so, what's their bar I, set? I think they're at, I, I think they're at six and a half. I don't think they get that. I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough. Not one. in that division. Not in that division with Mariota as a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, but back to the NFC East. I think the Cowboys will limp to a division win. Um, even though Prescott's left tackles hurt, he does have weapons, you know, and a decent defense. McCarthy's an idiot, so we'll see. The Giants in Philadelphia is not even relevant. So, like I said, values in the commanders, but we'll see. You know? Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I like the commanders in that division this year. Yep. So, again, that's where the value is. So, we'll, we'll see. So, let's, let's go to the NFC North real quick. So we had a lot of debate on this one because I disagreed with the consensus of the three other guys on this. Mm-hmm. I totally disagreed on this. They voted the Packers to win the North. I disagree. Um, okay. I don't think the Packers will win the North. I think Minnesota will. Okay. But the okay. only problem is both of those teams have no value from a, a pick standpoint. Give me your uh... – Give me your reasons for Minnesota and why not the Packers. Well, Aaron Rodgers lost all of his receivers. They don't, they have rookie receivers all over the field. They don't even have they don't have a number one or a number two receiver, and it's proven themselves. And there's been a lot of drops in camp, and Aaron gets very frustrated easily. And he's not he's not Brady when it comes to uh, I, I can just take a piecemeal receiver and make him take him to the Super Bowl. You know. Yeah. Aaron, okay. Aaron Rodgers has – he's I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Okay? Sure. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Definitely top ten of all time. Like probably best pre-snap uh, outside of Peyton Manning that we've ever seen, especially master of the free play. But the one thing he's never been able to do is win when everything's not going right for him, you know? So, like, the fact that he doesn't have Devontae Adams anymore or any of, like, his main thing – you know, I just don't, I don't see it. So, I, I disagree. I pick Minnesota. You know, they have a new offensive-minded coach. Um, Justin Jefferson's a monster. Monster. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, when healthy, when healthy. When healthy. Big, when healthy, um, can open up the play action a lot because he's a, he's a threat. And their defense is pretty stout. So, like, I like what they have there. Kirk Cousins is always Kirk Cousins for me. But – I think that, like, I like them a lot. The problem is the public likes them a lot. So, definitely no value there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, However, I don't know. I, I, 
you know, I can say I can say this much when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. After watching Jordan Love some in the preseason, I can certainly see why he was pissed off even more about them using that first round pick a couple of seasons ago. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. One hundred percent. Um, the other thing though, just in the division, just from a value standpoint, okay. Um, I would take Detroit to go over their win total. What's their total at? Uh, the total is seven and a half, six oh. and a half. Oh, I don't know about uh, that, Alan. It, it may have moved to eight, um, but, you know, the public's starting to get on them pretty heavy right now. I like what I'm seeing in Detroit, and I always felt like they had the right pieces in place. Last year, they just lost a lot of close games really close. Um, I think they added a couple great free agents this year, and I, I think I, I, like, I like the Lions over their win total. I think they're going to do good. You know, they're, and, and here's the other thing, too. They're playing a last-place schedule. If you looked at their schedule right now, most of those could be Ws. So I don't know, man. I, I, I'd really have to look on that to get on board with it. I look at know. it. I'm telling you, the, the Lions was a consensus on all of us, just in terms of taking the win total. Um, the other consensus on all of us is take under the Bears. Okay? Bears is six and a half, I think they have, Matt, win total. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to get that. I haven't studied a lot of the Bears this offseason. Nothing much to study. I don't believe in Justin Fields. I don't believe in their offense. Rookie head coach. Lost Khalil Mack on the defense. And a lot of other key free agents. Um, I don't think they're worth a shit. Still got Montgomery running the ball. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, so I just think think under there, the the Bears could do it. But the vote was 3-1 to on the Packers to win the division. However... There is not a lot of money to be made there because the odds are like minus one fifteen. Okay. Okay. So just throwing it out there. On to the All next. Right. Yep. Um, NFC West. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and say the Niners there, baby. Second hardest division in football. Tough, tough division. Second hardest in all of football. The AFC West is the hardest division in all of football. Yeah. Um, but the NFC West, San Francisco, Los Angeles, um, oh, who's that other one? Seattle's a non-factor, so we're not even going to discuss them. Uh, they're done, and they just announced Geno Smith as the starting quarterback, so they're really fucked. <laughs> um, who's the Who's the fourth team in the NFC West? Uh, Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas. Yes. Yeah. No, that's AFC. That's AFC West. A- AFC. My bad. Yeah. Um, golly, who's the NFC? Let's see, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Seattle. Who's that fourth fucking team? Damn, it, it, all right, NFC we're, we're West. On the, we're on the NFC West. Uh, 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 the Cardinals, isn't it? That's yeah. Cardinals. 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 That's yep. Um, I actually got to watch them play last night. I went to the Titans game. Oh, you uh, did? Yep. So we went to the final preseason game. So, Mr. I'll never watch a preseason snap went to the game. Uh, you just wanted to get out the house. Huh? Uh, it was more for like taking the kids. Yeah, you know I, mean? I got you. We, we left in the third quarter. So, like, I was miserable. <laughs> so, <laughs> I really was. So, like, it was hot. I was like tired. Uh, Brody had a game the same day earlier in the morning when I was out in the sun all fucking day. So, like, I just, I was done. You had with enough. It. Yeah, you I had was enough. done with it. And then I'll, I'll talk more about the Titans um, when I get there. But they're definitely going to take a step back this year for sure. So, but anyway, based on the Cardinals, so right, so like, um, NFC West. That's what so we're NFC, at. So NFC West. So this is a hard one to pick. The value is in San Francisco. 
Mm -hmm. um, and or betting under the Cardinals' win total. Okay. Okay. As far as that division goes, I've always said, I said it real heavy last year, that if the freaking 49ers could stay healthy, they would be hell on wheels, dude. Well, listen, I don't don't think this. I think this. uh, If Jimmy G is still on the roster by week five, he will be the starter. I don't believe in Trey Lance. Really? Nope. I don't believe in Trey Lance. In fact, I don't think Kyle Shanahan believes in Trey Lance. Um, I, I think, think he that, does. I, I don't think, think he, he does. does. I think there's a lot of pressure from management to make that move based on what they gave up for him. And the prediction from the syndicate is if Jimmy G doesn't get traded by week five, he's going to take the job back. Really? Yep. I don't like, see it like, happening. Uh, listen, here's the thing, right? Shanahan is the smartest offensive mind in football. Sean McVay is the smartest culture builder in football. So Are he gets getting a guy named Belichick or what? Culture builder. Belichick doesn't build a culture. Belichick builds a machine. Okay. And we'll get to his division, which he won't win um, shortly. Okay. So, but, you know, the values in San Fran, okay. Um, even though the public, like, actually, there's really not a lot of value in this division anyway. So, like, just in general. Mm hmm. Like, it's just – it's not because the, the Rams still have a lot of pieces from last year. Um, the only question with the Rams is, is Stafford's already getting injections in his arm uh, in the preseason just to throw. Yeah. Yeah, I saw so, that. So, so, I don't know. The, C- the only thing is, like, Seattle's irrelevant. I think uh, – I think the biggest val- – like, there's – like, at the end of the day, there's really not uh, – a lot of value here no matter what you can take san francisco as maybe a dark horse super bowl favorite um or arizona for value there as a future at the end of the day these guys are going to cannibalize each other anyway um so it's kind of a stay away from all of us just there because there's really not a lot of value yeah um I'm not, unless you i'm not real big on the cardinals yeah, listen, I'm, I'm big on the fact they paid Kyler Murray. I'm not big on Cliff Kingsbury, and I'm not big on the fact that D-Hop won't be there uh, for first nine games um, So because of suspension. Mm-hmm. I just It's just a tough division. Dark Horse San Francisco is our pick. Um, but, man, there's a lot of questions there that I don't feel great about. I don't feel great about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ride with the Niners in that division. Okay, you're gonna ride with the Niners. I think it go it can go Niners or Rams either way. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm gonna ride with the Niners. Okay. That's who I'm taking. Yeah, it's it's hard. Um, we didn't even line on land on a division winner here at all because it's so up in the air. Um, the only value was just Cardinals over their win total, but that was it. So, all right, on to the AFC. All right, so for AFC, we're gonna start with the North. Okay. Okay. Um, to me, this is the third, the third toughest division in football. Okay. So North, we've landed Ravens to win the division mm. and future bet for Ravens to go to the Super Bowl. Ravens to the Super Bowl. Okay. What's the value there? A lot of value there. I think it's like plus 2000. Okay. So a lot of value for the Ravens. Um, but, and I was going up and down on this. I definitely, I would take the Bengals under under the win total. I think they're definitely going to take a step back this year. Um, even though, like, everybody thinks Burrow is the second coming of Brady, I disagree with that. I think that 
I like Burrow in the leadership role that he is. I love what they've done with the offensive line. Um, I love all that stuff. It's just when a young team makes a Super Bowl, it's very, very difficult for their mentality to shift to get back there. You know what I mean? Like, they had to kind of have everything go right for them last year. Burrow had to overcome, like, nine sacks a game in the playoffs. They, they, they got a lot of balls that bounced their way last year, and I just don't think they're going to bounce their way this year. You know, especially with the Ravens at one point had 26 players on injured reserve. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. What's the Bengals' win total at? Uh, I think it's a nine and a half. Or, I think it's a nine and a half or ten and a half. Mm. So I don't think they're going to get to nine for sure. I think they're going to win eight. I don't and, know, Alan. I, I, that that retooling of the offensive line is big to me, man. They got a lot of talent over there. I'm, I'm going to go over their win total. I just I don't see it, man. I think I think based on the Ravens being healthy, um, the Browns are a shit show without Deshaun Watson, and he won't play till week twelve. So we're not even going to factor them in the division. Pittsburgh doesn't have a QB, but Mike Tomlin um, has the second winningest record and never had a losing season ever. What's their total set at? Uh, Pittsburgh, I don't know off the top of my head. I got to crank my truck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hope I didn't interrupt the sound too bad. No, I didn't hear anything. Oh, great. Okay, good, good, good. Got to get yeah. some AC in here, man. Well, yeah, I don't know why you didn't just park your truck. Well, you know, anyway. I, oh, oh, yeah, I did. I did. But, you know, we got to talking and it just automatically shuts down. And I was like, shit. <laughs> like, it warns you on the dashboard when it'll shut down. And I wasn't paying any attention. And the next thing I know, the truck died. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. So I just kind of sat here not wanting to interrupt. But I've had all I can take. So, anyway, back to the uh, back to the show. Okay. Back to the Ravens. Okay. So, back to the Ravens. So, we think, like, based on Pittsburgh – and their QB scenario, and they have a great defense, and they're very well coached. So, like, that could be formidable for everyone in that division, um, but we like the Ravens here overall. Okay. I, I can get on board with that. I like Lamar a lot. I think Lamar's a great, great talent. I like the Ravens' defense. Well coached. Harbaugh's a beast well, of a coach. Well, well coached. Uh, I don't know, though, man. To me, it's a toss-up with them and the Bengals just because I – Obviously, both of us are partial to Burrow. Um, but like you said, you got to leave your heart out of it. You got to leave the emotions out of it when it comes to this thing. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm having a tough one with this one. I'll have to revisit it. Yeah. All right. So now we go over to the AFC West, the toughest division in all of football. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Here we made no picks. Um, our weakest pick is definitely here. We, none of us feel great about this division in terms of picking a winner. Because um, they're going to cannibalize each other. Broncos would probably be the better pick because they had all the pieces minus a quarterback. There's got to um, be some value there, huh? No value there. Vegas is None? on everybody. No, Vegas is on everybody. Really? So there's just no value here um, in terms of anyone. So wow. Okay. Even I Las mean, Vegas. Oh, Las Vegas is projected pretty high. So Because you think, like, they signed Devontae Adams. They signed a couple, like, great free agents. They already had Darren Waller. They already have a good run game, great offensive line, solid defense. Chargers picked up Khalil Mack, signed other couple pieces. They have Bosa. They have Herbert, one of the best top five young quarterbacks in the game right now um, when it comes to, like, the future. Mm-hmm. So, you know, looking at the you – know, now that Denver's got Russell Wilson, they remind everybody a lot of Tampa right before Brady got there. It, all the pieces, great offensive line, solid defense, good weapons, just didn't have a quarterback. 
Great, so, great, great ceiling for a running back there too. I'm big on Javante Williams, man. All I think he's going to do really, really good with uh with Russ there. Well, the that's like that. just just all those pieces are there. It reminds me of Brady's first year in Tampa when they won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So yeah, but, I would have you know, thought there would have been a little value though, just with the unknown. Everybody's on it. Man. There's just there's too much. Out. The value would be the Chargers. Everybody's if, thinking like we're thinking on that. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. And, and even like I thought I would get some value in the Chargers or in Vegas. And there's just not. Everybody's on all these teams for future Super Bowl picks. Um, you know, like just – but overall we landed on the Broncos, but it was a 2-2 split. So it was kind of like we couldn't pick anything. I picked the Raiders to win the division. Um, it's, just, it's just what it is. These guys are just going to cannibalize each other and it's going to be a hard-fought battle to the playoffs. Yeah. I'm surprised you went with the Raiders there, but uh... – Well, here's the thing, right? Like Josh McDaniels – Knows how to develop quarterbacks. It's a second go around as a head coach. I think he's purposely waited this long for the right situation to become a head coach again. I like Derek Carr. I've always liked Derek Carr. I, I like Derek like, Carr. I feel like Derek Carr is a great undervalued QB. And I think that Josh McDaniels is an offensive genius. Um, and I listened to Devontae Adams on the, the pivot the other day. And the offense is so tough, they can't have any dumb players because it's so schematically tough to understand. And they're picking it up. So, like, I love the Devontae, Derek Carr, Fresno State connection. Um, and then they're, you know, the Wallers, Wallers coming back. I mean, they just have so many pieces. Renfro's a beast, an underutilized beast. Yeah, um, Renfro really surprised me with how he's playing in the NFL. I mean, he was great in college. I just didn't really see him panning out in the NFL, but he has yeah. really, really, really stepped up in that role over there. Yep. So, I mean, this, like, they have so many weapons that they stay healthy. Um, it's just gonna be hard to beat them, man. It's just gonna be hard to beat them. So, okay. like, I, but the same could be said for the Chargers. You know, they got Bosa on one end, Khalil Mack on the other. You know, they got Derwin James as a safety, probably one, of, probably the best safety in all of football if he's healthy. Um, Herbert, I just love Herbert, man. I think he's. I, I like Herbert a lot too. You know, like lot. their running backs are good. Like the only thing about the Chargers that's shaky is their coaching. We're not in love with their coach. Um, you know, he makes some stupid in-game decisions. But outside of that, though, we some love- stupid in-game decisions is putting it lightly, man. He, this guy was like, punt- <laughs> this guy was punting on like, or not punting. He'd be like going for it on fourth and seven on his own twenty and shit, shit that I wouldn't even do playing Madden, dude. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh yeah, I know. It's like the guy. The guy that's, that's why we didn't pick the Chargers to win. I would, I would put a little money on the Chargers as a Super Bowl pick, but unfortunately, the public is on a big. The public is on the Chargers big this year. And I, I could see that. I could see that. They're also big on Vegas. I mean, Vegas, like the Ozmakers in Vegas and the sports books, love them some hometown Raiders. And I do too because of what they signed. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you make just, some good points. You make some really good points on why you like them, but it does surprise me that the public's big on them. I mean, that whole division, man, it's just, it's too tough to pick. We landed on a 2 2 like split decision <laughs> on the Broncos. So, but we feel the weak. Weakest out of all of our picks in terms of the division winner, that's the one we feel the weakest about. Okay. All right. All right. AFC East. All right. Uh, to me, to me, that to me, that's not even close. It's the Bills and a walk away. Walk away. Yeah. Bills walk are gonna Bills are gonna, t- Bills are gonna take the division. There's no value there because obviously everybody's on it. Um, however, there is value in the Patriots over the win total. What's that? Uh, I think the value was I think Patriots at eight. Or maybe nine. I do think they win 10 or 11 games. Really? Yeah, it may not be mostly in the division, but I think they'll win some games. You know, I think 
the question there obviously is will Mac Jones uh you know get better in his sophomore year or will he become part of the sophomore slump? And will they open up the offensive playbook around him? You know what I mean? Like they did really good last year, better than I thought, with just a serviceable quarterback as a rookie who didn't really, you know, understand the most complicated offense in the NFL. Um, said by several players that played in New England. Mm-hmm. So the question, does he does he take a step forward this year or take a step back? That's the biggest thing. But the values in the Patriots on the over. Yeah, 10 or 11 might be a stretch, man. It might be. Uh-huh. Let me – yep. I'd have to pull up um, DraftKings just to see what Vegas had it. Um, have y'all got DraftKings yet? Are y'all able to bet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it last year. We got I remember it, it was like – it was – yeah, it was like towards the end of the season though, right? Yeah, we got it like right at week – 17 or 18 maybe it was like right in time for the playoffs yeah let me look here let's see team futures regular season all right here we go let's see buffalo bills titans saints over eight and a half we feel good about that um yeah, see, Vegas has fucking Tampa Bay at 11 and a half, and we don't feel good about that at all. What? That's way too high, dude. They're really... Yeah. I think they're just they're just wowed by the Brady effect. I think the book the books are off a little bit there when it comes to it. Yeah, I could see I'm taking a lot of money with a lot of, you know, casual fans betting that betting that, that over. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Uh so Patriots eight and a half. Eight and a half is their win. Uh, well, that's that's kind of on the fence for me, man. I I, I could can see, see them eight one. and a half, man. I would see I could see them winning nine for sure. I'd have to give that a little more study. I don't know. They scare me a little bit with that total. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's still a lot of questions for Mac Jones with me. I think he's a good quarterback, but I don't know, man. They, they'll win some games within that division. Yeah, I mean, like I said that's that's just kind of. We think the Bills are going to walk away. We don't love. We don't love two of the ten man or Miami, um, and the fucking Jets or the Jets. The Jets so, or the Jets. Yep, their left tackle's out again for the season, and what's his face has already gotten a little bit dinged up. The quarterback. So, I think the Bills. Yes. The Bills are going to win it. It's just whether the you know the Patriots are going to kind of come there, but. I don't know. To compete we'll a little bit, yeah. Yep. And and the same thing with the AFC South, in my opinion, anyway, is is that one's a clear winner, too. Who? Uh, I've got the Colts, man. We've got the Colts. Not only are we big on the Colts, personally, you know, even my emotion out of it, we picked the Colts as a Super Bowl winner this year. The winner? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. For a, for right, a, explain. For a futures bet standpoint, and again, not saying they have it or it could, you know, this is very risky, but much like Denver – they were just missing a quarterback. They have they had a top five defense. They had the top two rated offensive line on Pro Football Focus. They have all the weapons. Okay, uh, Jonathan Taylor is a monster running back to open up the play action. They were just missing a quarterback who could control the situation, and that's what Matt Ryan is. He's past his prime, definitely. However, Matty Ice won't lose you a game. So, and Carson Wentz lost a lot of games last year with just some dumb fucking in-game decisions. So, the fact that Matt Ryan is motivated, you know, he's not around the fucking – he hadn't watched his team implode since the Super Bowl in Atlanta where basically they didn't add any weapons around him, didn't help his offensive line, didn't help his defense. He was always playing from behind. Matty Ice has about three or four good years left in him. 
And this coaching staff took Philip Rivers, Mr. 10 kids and um, 37-year-old Philip Rivers to 12 wins in a season in the playoffs. So, yeah, Bolo Ty Rivers won 12 games with this team. What can Matty Ice, former league MVP, do with a resurrection? Maybe remotivated? Um, and he definitely, again, I know the term game manager is terrible, but he won't, he won't lose you the game. He can win you more than he loses. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I see the Colts in a landslide there. Why is the why is the term game manager so terrible? I've always looked at it as a good thing. I don't know, man. I, I think it's I think it's great too. I think it's just like they look at it like, oh, like, I think they look at game manager like there's no special. like a, like a like a like a condescending type term or something. Well, it's almost it's it's viewed as if you're not special. You know what I mean? I mean, that, look, everybody can't be a freaking superstar quarterback, man. I think the game manager is a good thing, you know. I mean, I think – Game manager that runs yeah. the type of offense that they have with the weapons that they have, you know, that's the key to winning a winning yeah. a championship. I agree. And the Colts have it all when it comes to the ingredients for a Super Bowl roster. Um, they're – like everybody from a 4-0 consensus believes the Colts could win the Super Bowl, you know. So – like that's just what it is. I mean, yeah. I, believe- I mean, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I like them to go deep. Uh, yeah. I, the only reason I don't like it is because it's, they're in the AFC. If they had the Colts roster in the NFC, I'd pick them going away. Um, because the NFC is so weak, especially like from the quarterback position. Like when you look around, the AFC has like the best quarterbacks. You know oh yeah, I mean? by landslide, not even close. Yep. And despite like you know the AFC West with Mahomes and fucking um, Herbert and Carr and fucking Russell Wilson um, definitely picked the win total for the Chiefs to go under this year. We think they regress a lot back to the AFC West. But in the AFC South, I think the Titans are definitely going to go under again. And I will tell you like this too, just as a player watching perspective last night, you know, Malik Willis, their rookie quarterback, started last night. Um, and I'm going to tell you, if Tannehill gets hurt, the Titans are not going to win a game. They're in trouble, huh? Big They're trouble. Bad. I didn't watch any of it. Well – it's this, right? The one thing that definitely Malik Willis has, he has potential. But he's going, he's going to take a couple of years to develop. The game still moves a lot faster for him. And so what I saw, like, the problem is last night he took, like, four sacks because he couldn't, he, he couldn't make a decision and he held on the ball. Like, well, you know, l- lucky for him, they've got that monster to hand it to 50 times a game every game, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, he didn't, he, he didn't play last night either, but at the same sure. time, like like Malik Willis, he's got he can spin it. He's got an arm for sure. Accuracy is a little questionable. He can run. I mean, he had some big runs last night because he just when he can't make a decision, he just pulls it down and ran it. You know, what I mean, he reminds me a lot of Jalen Hurts with a better arm. So yeah, that's a good comparison. But it's going to take him a while to develop as a rookie just to get through the progressions faster. He's got a quick release. He just can't. It's like it's like they snap the ball. And it's like one two three fuck sack. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, Tannehill's going into his what? He's what season like are we his, this is like what his twelfth year? Yeah, I think so. He's getting on up there. Yeah, and I'm not a Tannehill fan either. I think Tennessee has a great roster with a shitty quarterback. I think so, Tannehill's okay. He's uh, okay. I, I, he's a C minus quarterback in my opinion. So the problem with Tannehill is in his own head. The only good thing about Ryan Tannehill is his hot ass wife. Outside of that, <laughs> he's got nothing to offer for me. <laughs> he's good with the uh he's good with the read option too. He um he does pretty decent on that. 
every yeah, other game. Yeah, he, he so. also if he commits a turnover, it's hard for him to bounce back. He gets in his head a lot. So um, either way, we look for Tennessee to go under this year on their on their on their win total. What was their um, total again? Uh, for this year or last year? For this year. Uh, let me look at it real quick. Let me see. Let me see. Bengals, Panthers, Buccaneers. Probably be what seven and a half. I could see it being. There. No, it was way more than that. That's all. For the Titans. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of value in it. Um, like we we actually stayed away from it just because of that shit. It was uh, it's over nine. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would I would definitely take the under there. Well, and the under is only minus one fifteen, so. And the over is minus 105, so it's not like there's a lot of value. Yeah. And then the Jaguars are the Jaguars. I like the Doug Peterson higher, but it's going to take them a little while to just overcome the shit show that is the Jaguars. Um, he's gonna And he's going to have to develop sunshine a little bit more down there. Yeah. So this division is 100% coming down to the Colts and the Titans. Um, I can't – who the fuck is the other t- member of the AFC South? Texans, oh, God. Texans, yeah. They're yeah. fucking – oh, Jesus. You know? Um, you're not even going to touch on them (laughs) wow the fucking we laughed at talking to the Texans so the Texans okay if you want if you want just a fun bet to sprinkle some money on just for the fuck of it the value here for the Texans the over is four and a half for the win total wow at plus 100 (laughs) really yeah bless their heart man yeah plus 100 at four and a half so if you want to sprinkle like fifty bucks, it might be worth it just for them to win. Hopefully, win five games <laughs> just to win a few dollars. So. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when it comes to it, that's one of the in terms of like values for the over um, that's out there. I mean, Chicago Bears is plus one fifty at six and a half over, and I think they're one of the highest overs that there is out there in terms of like what the public's on in terms of getting your money for your value. Uh, Atlanta's five at plus 125. Uh, I wouldn't like to over on that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's, you know, they're not going to win a lot in that division anyway. So, but anyway, that kind of, that's, that's what we got. That's all the divisions. So. I like them. Yep. Like from it. a, uh, just a touch real quick, just some things we landed on college. Um, Clemson. Uh, in terms of a future bet to make the playoff and over their win season total. So uh, I didn't love that one. I got outvoted three to one on that one. So because I think Dabo's unprecedented, the only thing is he's, he is in a weak fucking conference in the ACC. So, and they're deep in the trenches. Their quarterback is obviously shit to me. So, and he lost some assistant coaches this year, but we'll see. Um, but there's value in it. Um, then Bama wins the natty. We all agree 4 0 on that one. I feel Bama's going to fuck people up this year really, really bad. So, I don't think it'll be close. Really? I think, Bama, I think Bama's going to steamroll everybody, including Georgia, on the way to the national championship. They're going to fuck people up. It's, it's just hard to say right now with college football. I mean, Bama's always a given, you know. But, like, as far They're, as the entire as, – as I'm just speaking on the whole, you know, landscape of college football, just with the whole uh, NDA thing and then now with players leaving early and everything. It's just – Listen, I get that, and I get the transfer portal. Like, Bama lost players in the other, but, like, here's the thing. Bama always has players. Yeah, Bama's going to Bama no matter what. Bama's going to Bama, but very often, how many times 
does Bama have a the Heisman winning fucking trophy quarterback coming back? Yeah, true. With who lost in the national championship with a chip on his shoulder? Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's a bad pick going there at all for sure. Yeah, um, it just, it's just there's, there's the public's on it already. So, but if you just want a future bet, it could happen, especially if they lose early. The public will get off of them early, um, so it could happen. And just some other two little key factors here, just for some value. I don't love this one, but I got outvoted on this one, three to one. Um, is Kentucky to go over their win total for the season? Which is what? Uh, I can't remember what it is. I'd have to look it up. Uh, we discussed it on the sh- on uh, on the thing, but let me look it up real quick. But anyway, they they like Kentucky, but the one that we're four zero on, okay? Um, and you're gonna think I'm nuts. Mississippi State on the over for the season. It depends on what the number is. If I'm gonna think you're nuts or not. Uh, I just think I think the number was six and a half, maybe. Mm, I could see that. I could see that happening. I don't think you're crazy there. Yeah, that's just you know, like I said, just throwing it out there. So, but that's where that's where we're throwing it out there. So. What's Texas A and M set at? Oh God, it's, I know it's, they're I like know, it's ten and a look, half. Yeah, it's hard to look all this shit up with college just because of so many teams. But uh, well, that, I think it's like ten and a half too, man. Um, uh, they're 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 everybody's fucking pick right now because of their recruiting classes um, to make the playoff. I don't see them winning the West. Not even close. Not as long as they have Jimbo the gooch-sucking Fisher um, as their coach. They're never going to be relevant to me. I don't care how many number one recruiting classes they have. Like, you can have all the recruiting classes in a row. Fuck, we know. I mean, we were a top five recruiting class for years at LSU all the time. And currently, I think we're number three right now. Um, Yeah, Kelly's doing well right now. Right now. You know, now one or two things, I mean, the whole ranking system is bullshit anyway. But the question for LSU was never could we get players, it was can we develop players. That was always our Achilles heel, you know, whereas the coaching was just never great. So Yeah, and, you know, I think I think Kelly can. That's why we're going to see how Yeah, but you're always optimistic, and I'm not, so. Yeah, we won't <laughs> even get into that. We know how that is. Well, I'm just throwing it out there, man. I'm just throwing it out there, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is what it is on that. Uh, like I said, throwing it out there. Let me see here. I'm looking at my conference wins, in season wins, regular season wins. There we go. All right. I do know while you're looking that up that uh, I know the LSU spread for Florida State is minus three LSU. Plus, well, Florida State sucks. Yeah, I like the Tigers in that one. Uh, I man, I get the Tigers six wins this year for sure. And that'll come against, like, you know, dipshit university. Um, you know, like some transient school, you know, or some shit like that that will win. Um, I don't – like, Kelly's going to have to go through an acclimation period when it comes to the SEC. And I don't, I don't know if he's there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we're – in my mind, we're going to have to give him a year, um, you know, to come in and cook with his ingredients and – get used to things and, and build his culture there. So I'm hoping for a non-win season. I don't know. Well, like I said, I don't know. The Kentucky value, by the way, is plus 1,200. Plus 1,200. What's their total? Let me see here. Hmm. Let's see. 
And damn, I lost my spot. There's so many fucking teams. I wish it lets you break it down by conference, and it doesn't. Yeah, no, I just it's the whole thing. Yeah, it's just like it's like everything, and it's fucking annoying. Um, Mississippi State, I think it's plus five thousand. And you said that was around six I wish, and a half. You know what I wish they had is a fucking like, like just like if they just alphabetized it, it would be a lot easier. Yeah, they just kind of got it scattered. Yeah, it's like I'm in Georgia, like I'm on Appalachian State, and then Auburn. You know what I mean? And then Georgia. Yeah. And I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> so, but either way, like that's kind of what we landed on college so far. But again, the college is. 50-50. If you wanted a laugh, though, you should see Desmond Howard's fucking pick for the playoffs the other day. That was well, who, fucking hilarious. Who do you have? I didn't I've, see it. Oh, my God. I've never seen a more disconnected motherfucker in the history of fucking football. Like, I'm like, this guy was so high when he did this. So high. He had to be smoking so much fucking dope before. <laughs> he must have hit, like, the bong, shotgunned about 12 beers, hit the fucking, uh, hit some fentanyl. You know, no, man, like not before, Dez. not Dez. Oh, oh, Dez definitely Dez because the fact that this shit actually got picked, I'm gonna find it right here because it's so fucking out of this world. It's unreal. Okay, you ready? Yep. All right, here's Dez's playoff predictions. Okay, Texas A&M, the Texas. University of Pittsburgh, hmm. Baylor, and Michigan. Huh. Pittsburgh, huh? <laughs> who, Pittsburgh. by the way, yeah, who by the way, they lost like 12 transfers, including Kenny Pickett to the draft. So, <laughs> Pittsburgh, that's and, a and that's Baylor, a shocker. and Baylor, you know, big on Aranda over there, huh? He's not the only one to pick Baylor, though. That was interesting. Um, uh, Pollock's prediction was a little more in line. I, I could, I could make arguments for him. His playoff predictions was Ohio State, Clemson, Bama, and Utah. I could see that. I could see that. Yep. I could see that. Um, with Bama as the winner. Um, also, Dez picked A&M to win the national championship. <laughs> Not as long as Jimbo. Um, I suck more asshole <laughs> grease than any human being ever to call Play Fisher is the coach. So, uh, Herbie, the Ohio State homer, he picked – Ohio State, Georgia, Bama, and Baylor. With who playoff. Ohio State, of course. Um, and then Corso, who should be dead by now, but he, for some reason ESPN still keeps him on. Um, I don't know. I'm, I thought COVID would take him, but they didn't. Now he's, he said roll He said roll Buckeyes the other day. So, <laughs> How dare you speak of Corso that way, man? Corso is – he should they should have put him out the pasture about five years ago, but, you know. It's neither here nor there. He's basically Joe Biden in college football. <laughs> so <laughs> he's shaking hands with ghosts and falling off bikes and shit. They just bring him. They just bring him out there to do the mascot head. That's all they do. I love. Should, I, I love him, man. I love Corso. I'll, yeah. I'll always love the moment that he said "fuck it" on uh <laughs> on TV that time. You remember? Well, that? me too. I mean, I love that moment. I don't love Corso. So <laughs> I hate. Listen, I don't like old people anyway. So, but I'll put it to you like this. I can't, I got, I got, I like people as long as they still add value 
But when you become when you become the dementia ridden old man, Alan, this is a good time to wrap the show, buddy. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm gonna go off on a tangent. I got a couple of tangents I gotta get off my chest before we wrap. I think when you become a dementia ridden old man, you know, they just gotta recognize it. Like, hey, man, like, it, it may be time to just you know go home. <laughs> like, we can put you on a Zoom call every now and again, but you know, I think it's flying you out here is getting a little ridiculous. You know what I mean? Just no, not happening. So, all right, just to wrap it up on a completely non-related thing. um, I'll tell you something that that was grinding my gears this week. Okay. Okay. And this is a Nashville specific thing. All right. Grinding my gears is chicks and white cowboy boots. Like what's what's wrong about that? uh, Everybody fucking wears them. Like when you can count the millions and to quote The Rock, and millions of bitches wearing cowboy boots, white cowboy boots when they come to Nashville. You know, it's just like, it's like a staple. It's like, if you come to Nashville, you have to have white cowboy boots if you're a female. I don't know where this stigma came from, but I need somebody to stand up and say, ladies, you look sexy in brown, black, or any other type of boots. Please stop following the trend of fucking white knee-high cowboy boots when you come to the city of Nashville. Oh, that's a stupid thing to get bothered by i mean come on it's just stupid like you walk down the street and it's like doom, 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 doom. it's like man fuck be original stupid, stupid. Uh, it's just the newest trends let them do what they want it's it's stupid so and stupid i can't deal with so therefore i'm bitching about it <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay be mad about cowboy boots i guess white ones white ones <laughs> only the only the white ones. Yep, just the white ones because every the whole sidewalk is nothing but white female cowboy boots. You'll have to send me a picture of that next time you ride through and see it. I will. I should have picture. I should have sent you a picture last night when we were driving back from the stadium. We got to cut through Broadway and a lot of other places, you know, which is just a nightmare in itself. And it's just like seas of fucking white cowboy boots. And I'm just like, God damn! Every pic you see on Instagram. Fucking white cowboys. I, I unfollowed a lot of these fucking thirst trap people just because, like, I can't stand that they fucking post in white fucking cowboy boots. I'm like, that's an unfollow for me. Fuck you. <laughs> you know? It's great you want to post in your bikini with white cowboy boots, but that's an unfollow for me. <laughs> it gets you that much, huh? It does, man. It just really does. It just, I don't know, it just lacks originality. It just pisses me off. <laughs> God help you, dude. Uh, somebody's got to, I guess. Uh, so I guess we'll go ahead and wrap now since so Cody can get out of his car um, and on to back to his no Wi-Fi having house. <laughs> yep. Back to the back to the Stone Age. Yep. Got to go back to Hope and Starlink. Someday it gets Franklinton, Louisiana on the map. So I'm on the wait list. That's all I got going for me right now. That's it. AT&T can't send you boosters or satellite things to help you, huh? Nothing, nothing man. Nothing. I've had them out a few times. It's just, it's just not meant to be anymore. Used to be great. Now it's shit. What can I say? <laughs> well, live from the Winn-Dixie parking lot, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm Cody Wise. And I'm Alan Wise. And we'll talk to you later. Peace.